Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're discussing episode 17 of season 3, entitled Cutbacks. Liz Jobs attempts a very 2009 presentation to shave her show from financial ruin before naturally employing her sexuality in some corporate intrigue. Is it intrigue if it's not actually intriguing and there are very specific rules? In other plot points, Kenneth replaces Jonathan as Jack's assistant, learning such critical skills as the definition of the word important. And the problem solvers themselves, Tracy and Jenna, believe Kenneth to be a killer, ironically or expectedly becoming murderers themselves. Let's dive in and always use the straws, as long as they're compostable. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Congratulations on 50 shows, everyone. Enjoy your decorative air holders. You deserve them. Lemon, a word. Is this Lutz? That's a pretty lame present, Jack. Cutbacks. Our parent company, Shinehart Wigs, is announcing losses this quarter for the first time since the Civil War. And even I am not immune. I had to let Jonathan go today. Oh my God, how did he take it? Better than I expected. Can't live if living is without you. Okay, last verse, Jonathan. I can't live. I'm warning you now that the entertainment division is going to come under some very close scrutiny. The days of your wild Coke parties are over. <laughs> well, if by Coke you mean soda. I do. It's really bad. It's so bad, the Shinehearts are hiring an outside consulting firm. What does that mean? It means they're bringing in hatchet men to trim the fat. And on Monday, you will have to present and justify your budget to them. Can you handle that? Handle a presentation? Jack, I put on a live show every week, unless there's wrestling. I'm on it. Good. I've got some more downsizing to do upstairs, so I've got no time for hand-holding. Let's get this right. I got some tricks up my sleeve. That's my girl. No, tricks, the cereal. Some fell on my sleeve. It's sticking to the fibers. You know, we should put these in a coffee book. I think they'd be really good. <laughs> I would I would leaf through it with pictures and just your descriptions. They're so good. You should get a job for IMDb or Vulture or something. Do you mm. think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now you have a monocle. I don't know how that's helpful, but it's a new song. You have a shirt on today. How right. did I not realize until I was like focusing and taking notes that she was Steve Jobsing it? I just didn't even think about it. Well, because it was, you know, a while ago that Steve Jobs was living. <laughs> I know. What happened to that? You think Him he dying? would be an anti also? Yeah. They said if he'd gotten traditional treatment at, 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 when he first got diagnosed, he would have lived. Yeah, because he did nine months of um, non-traditional he can't live. Yeah. He can't live. He's living with the thought you. <laughs> last last time, Jonathan. I can't live. Oh, my God. Well, so, yeah, Jonathan's gone, but I think this is the part where he was um, on that show Whitney, right? And that's why he was gone for a little bit. Because nope. he was on, he was Neil Panjali. and Whitney. Yeah, Malik Panjali. He's openly gay, but he's married. Ugh. I know. He's so cute on Instagram. Is he? He is. He also was on an episode of The Good Wife. Was it Whitney Cummings show? Whitney Cummings show, yeah. Yeah, boo. You don't like her? I do not. I don't think she's <laughs> funny. 
I don't. And I really am like so exhausted with like, I'm so pretty. It's really hard for people to think I'm funny. If you're funny, you're fucking funny. Like comedy albums don't even have people's faces on them. So if it's funny, it's funny. If it's not, it's not. Sorry. Well, people don't really so listen to comedy albums anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm sure that is her reality, but seriously. <laughs> not relatable content. Not to me. Everyone's so busy wanting to bang me. They can't even like talk about how funny I am or how not <laughs> good of an interviewer I am on my own podcast. She had Trixie Mattel on, so I had to listen, obviously. Naturally, for sure. No. She well, that's Trixie's legend, MO, that too. for people. That's yes, tough but for it's uh, a Trixie, joke. yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, they are celebrating their 50th show. What episode are we on on Blurg? Do we know? We did, so in the first season, we did, Do like, the first me. six episodes as three episodes of Blurg. So we did doubles. Well, then we're at 50, exactly. And guess what? It's They're celebrating their too. 50th. <laughs> That's exactly where we wanted to go. Amazing. So that's 50 hours of comedy, over 300 sketches, one unsolved crew death, and an Emmy magazine story. <laughs> but there is no such thing as Emmy magazine. And the Emmy magazine cover says, Jenna and Tracy, the death of comedy. <laughs> well, I think it's the zine that Emmy Rossum did before she got her shameless gig. So then they've gotten booze gifts, and Frank's hat says, Game Changer. But they're all empty bottles. And, and Jack congratulates them on 50 shows. Enjoy your decorative air holders. <laughs> Cutbacks. 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 Lemon, a word. It's a pretty lame present, Jack. Well, we're going through financial ruin. Honestly, we need Devin Banks to shorten everything. We need three second shows and his raw animal magnetism. Batman. I can't believe you had to get rid of Jonathan. I would think he would not do that. Well, I mean, I think it was, I mean, I think it was because the actor had to leave. But no, I do not think so either. Jonathan was so loyal. And I feel like loyalty is king in any situation, but especially when you're Jack Donaghy. Everyone's gunning for you. So now they have stupid jokes about the wild Coke parties are over. And if you buy Coke, you mean sodas. I do. It's really bad. <laughs> and so the Shineheart Wigs people are hiring a consulting firm, and they're going to come and bring hatchet men to trim the fat. And on Monday, you'll have to present and justify your budget to them. Can you handle that? I wouldn't be able to, no. I would not do a presentation. I would just cry in front of them. Hope for sympathy. Well, Liz, unlike you, has ultra confidence and says, handle the presentation. Jack, I put on a live show every week, unless there's wrestling. I'm on it. <laughs> so he's like, I've got some more downsizing to do upstairs, so I've got no time for handholding. And she luckily has some tricks up her sleeve. Tricks of cereal. Ha! <laughs> Kathy. Ack! Ack, ack, ack. I do like, and I do feel like this was probably improvised. She really stole the line when she was like, some fell on this, my sleeve. Sticking to the fibers. That was cute. Like that. But he just said, that's my girl to her before he found out about the cereal. And in the last episode, he said, I don't know what I would do without you, Liz. I, I never thought that there was anything between them. Same. But... There's a lot more sweetness coming from him than I remember also. So cute. So cute. Friends. We're not best friends. We're just good friends. <laughs> so Kenneth enters Jack's office. He's like, you want to see me, sir? Uh, we forgot the, what about bow? <laughs> now go. Now go. Now you can go. So Jonathan no longer works there. Um, and the assistants talked about it at Finnegan's, the, old, the bar that goes. 
to after work in Kenneth's dreams. Oh. So fucking sweet. So he's going to need an assistant. And Jack's got it covered when it comes to doing his page duties. You'll do both jobs. You'll just do both <laughs> jobs. <laughs> it's a very difficult time, Kenneth. I'm going to be counting on you. You'll do fine so long as you follow my three Ds. Discretion. Docility. 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 And don't use my bathroom. I'm glad you didn't say dick. That felt easy. And inappropriate. When you think of the letter D, don't you think of, I guess, demonstrative looks like these two? (laughs) Cool. Rude. Then you like giggled at your own. I was, that was funny. Oh my God. I said that the other day at work. I was like, that was really funny what I just said. And they're like, we fucking hate you. And I was like, I know. (laughs) I know. So the phone rings and Kenneth answers, Mr. Donaghy's office is Kenneth. How may I help you? It's Greg Wyndham from Aviation. And he doesn't understand life. Humanity existing, being human. He's immortal. And so he's like, Jack asked him to say that he's not there. Pretty common. He's like, But you are here. I can see, see you. you. Oh, but he gets it. It's corporate intrigue. And then he nails it. He's not in right now. I'll tell him you called. He says he feels like he's in the Pelican Brief movie. I have never seen it. Oh, it's good. Except it? that there's controversy around it because. They don't get to make out because it's a black man and a white woman, so they never have a sex scene. But in Disgusting. all the other book adaptations, there are sex scenes. Robbing the people of sex. Puritans. America are Puritans. And we're not run by their... I think this is racism, but... Oh, that's true. You're right. That's fair. <laughs> well, it's not. It's unfair. I mean, racism, racism is unfair. Fair. I'm not advocating for racism. I feel I'm like you were, Emma. <laughs> Do I already know too much? <laughs> he just kills himself right there Which he's done before in the uh, elevator Or at least attempted to It's not time, Jacob I'm not <laughs> through with him yet So a man enters on the floor with two women And it's guest star Robert Bart Now, Emma, do you know where you recognize him from or should? Oh, Desperate Housewives? Yeah <laughs> Nice Good for you Also, two very distinct episodes of SVU But you probably don't remember from that. He was also uh, in episodes for a couple episodes Oh, I didn't watch that I didn't either, I'm on his IMDb page <laughs> So Liz, this is Brad Halster from the Himmler Group Oh my god, he was in Hercules As young Hercules Singing The animated movie Oh. Sorry, go for it. Himmler group is some callback to the Nazis. I don't know specifically what, but Himmler is Nazis. Yeah, Heinrich Himmler was a leading member of the Nazi party. Yes. Brutal. Although they spelled it with two M's. So everything's fine. So it's a division of Advantix Consulting. Liz, this is my associate, Peter Hornberger. Is there a conference room where we can go and get started? She's like, actually, I thought we'd do this outside of the box. (laughs) <laughs> and I wrote, Liz is Steve Jobsing it up on stage. A hundred percent. Black turtleneck. Did you ever watch those when the, the iPods, the i the, the i things were like super big? Yeah. Yes, and I watched two movies about him, I think. Yeah, they came out the same year and I didn't watch either of them. But now I'm intrigued. Well, one had um, Kate Winslet. Michael Fassbender and okay. Kate Winslet. Didn't one have Ashton Kutcher? Devastating. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, like those... the Michael Fassbender one. Everyone said it was boring, but I thought it was good. I mean, how can you be bored? You're watching It's him. Michael Fassbender. It's Michael Fassbender. 
He's a hottie with a body. Faux He's it, and a D. That's one of the three Ds. You know what, Nick? I'd like to tell you about three television programs. Tell me a about it. A comedy them. show, a oh. musical variety show. I'm in. And a live television event. What? Comedy, music show, live show. I'm comedy, okay. music, live. Are you getting I, it? I, I think so, yeah. Because they're all the same show. What? They're all <laughs> TGS. Oh, my God. Now, I could stand here, Brad, and I could bore you with numbers. Please I don't. can tell you that we are number one late night show with men between 9 and 13. <laughs> And the morbidly obese. Why are we Fresh. picking on them again? Two episodes in a row. I could tell you that we're in the final negotiations to create exclusive content for America's jails. Fun. But I'm not the one being judged here. No. So I thought well, I'd let my fat show people are, I think. speak for herself. Nice herself. And they show clips of Tracy vomiting as Star Jones. Dessert. Roller skating. Me want food. Yikes. Too many farts. Robots. It's the bear robot talk show. You want to do Surrey Cruise? It's a wrap. My name is Suri Cruz. Put your hands in the air. I came out of the womb with a full head of hair. It's farting. It's farting. <laughs> this is TGS. Ah, he, very nice. He's not impressed I'm in. in any way, shape, or form. No, he's like, oh, where's that conference room? Where's that conference room? Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Kenneth is looking frazzled. He's looking frazzled. My hair is frazzled. And Mr. Jordan seems like mildly concerned. Tracy's like... Oh, what's up? <laughs> How sweet. And Kenneth admits that with his page duties and being Mr. Gonaghy's assistant, there's just not enough hours in the day. He should have got on the meds that Jenna was on. That would have helped him out immensely. And Tracy makes a huge mistake and says, is there anything I can do? It's like, actually, there is one thing. No, <laughs> I was just saying that. <laughs> uh, why can't you read human facial cues? <laughs> So, he's worried about his bird, Sonny Crockett, is Kenneth, and he wants Tracy to go to his apartment and feed him. Is there no one else that can do that? It's still, like, sweet of Tracy to even try. And he's pumped because birds are like dinosaurs, which they are. Dinosaurs probably had feathers. Did you know that? So, what I'll be doing is actually pretty cool no and brave. Nope. Okay. So, he gives him the keys and says, do not go into my bathroom, my bedroom. Do not go into my bedroom. Would you follow that rule? Yes. Interesting. I would not. No? No, I am a snooper. If I am in your home and I go to your bathroom, I'm going in the medicine cabinet. I'm Googling drugs. I think we've discussed this because I just housed that for a month and I don't know what's in any of their closets or drawers or anything. And I was there for several nights and I went through all of their drawers. (laughs) (laughs) You did use their Japanese toilet. I did use their Japanese toilet. You immediately left a conversation to run upstairs to try the bidet. (laughs) Front, back, sideways, heated seat. It's heated. And let me tell you. I stayed there for a month and I never used the bidet. So It was very fun. I mean, you can adjust the angle so it just shoots right up in you. Oh. I was trying all the settings. (laughs) So Liz and Peter walking down the hallway back to our, I don't know, podcast about this show. Uh, 25%? How am I supposed to cut a quarter of our budget? Well, there is some fat. What about Again Sid? with the fat. My God, people. <laughs> so Sid is played by Don Pardo, who is the legendary announcer of SNL. Uh, that was hilarious when he was hit by lightning and can't really speak, but is still lovable. <laughs> He's doing the it's announcements Churches with Drakey John John and Jimmy Moop. <laughs> <laughs> Liz is like, nope, sit is off the table. I'm not firing any of my people. 
not doing that to their families, or in Sid's case, their much younger wife with whom they have an open relationship. So they're going to turn to the food budget. No. They spend $12,000 a year on straws, which feels astronomical, but like honestly is a pretty great deal. Um, but no more straws. Everyone drinks from the can. But no, rats everywhere. Fucking rats and mice and the whole rodent gang are all over it defecating. So they both decide they need the straws. Brad and company are walking by. Listen, Liz, I'm going to need your revised budget by the end of the day. She says she knows, but TGS is a complicated machine. Is Every it? Every part's important. It's a fart machine. That's right. It's a fart. You're a bitch. <laughs> um, you don't want to be the bad guy. But if you don't make the cuts, I will. And I don't give a crap about anyone here. Oh, sad. So anyway. Now we're in Jack's office. And he is emotionally burdened by it, but still doing the firing. And he fires this guy named Matthew, who's from the Boombox Division, who doesn't believe he's behind the times, because we're groovy. So he gets two weeks severance. Devastating. Um, Kenneth comes in because he has a very important announcement. Tashonda from Time Warner Cable is on the phone. And she's offering three months of free showtime. This Amazing. setup for the payoff later is so fucking good. The payoff, Jack McBrayer. I mean, I just can't imagine anyone having said that line in a way that could have been any funnier. It's so funny. <laughs> but we so have sweet. to act now. Kenneth, this does not qualify as something important. I do not want showtime. So in Tracy's apartment now, or in Jack McBrayer's, what are their names in Kenneth's apartment? Tracy, yeah. which I feel like is very sweet for a movie star to go to a page's apartment. I mean, I know they're not best friends. They're just really good friends, but still lovely. And he's there, and both Kenneth's words of warning and the bird itself are saying, don't go in the bedroom. And so Tracy just leaves. He just gets the hell out of there. Well done. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. Bye. So Liz, uh, she says... He says, hello, Miss Lemon. He says, are you here to see Kenneth the page or Kenneth, Mr. Donaghy's assistant? She said, well, I need to see Jack. So he did like the, I can't think of what that's called. When you make like the happy, sad. With your hands? Yeah. Scary. I'd call that scary. <laughs> you know, you lift it up and you're smiling and then down and you're afraid. So he does it down. <laughs> he should have different Acting. music. A lot of uh, actors, when they play different Ooh, roles. from Drop Dead Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like from Soil Drop Dead Gorgeous? Green is Peter okay. Green. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Donaghy's in an important meeting, and I've been told not to interrupt him. What is this pertaining to? It's the TGS buzzet, which seems Oh, my, very that important. sounds very important. So he bursts in, and this poor person is crying that has worked here 20 years and is now presumably fired. And Kenneth realizes he's still, he's closer, but he doesn't quite grasp important. And this job is difficult, and he is feeling a little overwhelmed. And I feel that too, Kenneth, right there with you. I just don't look as adorable when I am. A precious nugget. Adorable. He's a precious so he, nugget. He, he tells Liz to have a seat, Mr. Donaghy, right with you, and there's a lady sitting there. And she's getting all gussied up. Yes. She says, I hear people are getting fired. She's like, yeah, I don't know. She knows. Do you know Jack <laughs> Donaghy well? Pretty well. Cheryl's being played by Peggy J. Scott. She's on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and on one episode of Law & Order Criminal Intent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that one. I know, me too. It's so gross. What's the point? So, Jack, do you... Uh, sorry, not Jack. Uh, Nick, are you a boob man or a butt man? 
Well, as a homosexual, I would say I'm the butt, but I do respect and appreciate. I feel like everyone has a little bit or should have a boob appreciation just because they nourished us in our infancy. Most of us. No judgment. Formula's fine, too. Liz is like, why are you asking that? She's like, I don't want to get fired. So I'm just going there and boink my way out of this one. I'm Cheryl, by the way. (laughs) You going to try and have sex with Jack? I have to. I have 15 employees. I'm responsible for them. Do you have any idea what that's like? So Liz has 200 people under her, sex joke. And Cheryl's like, well, we could team in together. Les it out. <laughs> Liz Lezen. Les Lemon. What is the name of her book in the other country? Lesbian Sour Lemon Fruit? Sour Fruit? Anyway. So Jack sees Liz, although he says it has to be brief because he's in the middle of a very difficult day. Liz comes with a very important, non-negotiable, critical things that she needs and can't be taken away from her and her crew. She doesn't want to fire anyone. She doesn't want to take anything away. She wants to keep making free, long-distance prank calls to people like Seattle's Richard Sackmuncher. And she thinks that's reasonable. I do, too. Don't worry, Liz. In a couple of years, all of long distance is free. Oh, that's true. Oh, there was a time when age. it cost money to call long distance. I heard Dial down the middle. One eight hundred C what is it? C A L L A T T. Down the middle. One eight hundred OK face. Um, the only thing to do is to make your cuts and live to fight another day. What? That's it? I, I thought you're gonna tell me to cook the numbers or shred something or do some pelican brief stuff. Why is everyone talking about that movie? It's been playing on Showtime. Kenneth, Kenneth. get me Showtime. <laughs> what? Why now? (laughs) He says, I know this is hard, but there's no way out of it. Well, little heads up. Your next meeting might disagree. She's planning to change your mind by hitting that. Ah, nice. But not again, says Jack, because the last guy tried to take his belt off. Sad thing is, it sometimes works. Well, good luck downstairs. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Oh, and one more thing. Don't cut the straw budget, because I already got rid of the exterminators. Devastating. Ugh. Jenna, you're the smartest person I know. You think Kenneth could be a murderer? What? Why would you think that? Well, I might be crazy, but neither he nor his bird would let me into his bedroom. And why wouldn't you want to let Tracy Jordan into your bedroom unless you got a bunch of dead nurses in there? Well, I had to study serial killers to prepare for my role as criminal profiler Jill St. Ferrari in the Lifetime original miniseries Hushed Rapings. And all mass murderers share three characteristics. Cruelty to animals. He grew up killing pigs. Bedwetting. No wonder he's fascinated when I do that. And an inability to read human facial cues. I admonished him for that earlier. Three for three. He's a monster. Okay, we've got to go tell Jack. Lutz approaches Liz in the hallway. He's freaking out. Liz, our food is gone. They took it. It happened this morning. Do you have a cookie? Mommy baby needs his yum yum. (laughs) Disgusting. Liz is, er, Sid is walking out with a box full of his belongings and says, goodbye, Lurs. (laughs) Liz, it's a massacre. Pete's like, I can't go back to teaching high school math. Those girls pretend they're not women yet, but they are. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Your only hope. And so she walks away looking like, again, like she's about to walk in Armageddon. They're getting a lot of that slow walking heroic action out as like she's stepping up and she's like, holster. You look hot in those trousers. How about we grab drinks tonight? 
Marissa, update my sketch. Fucking holster. Kenneth goes into Jack's office. Good morning, sir. I know there's a learning curve, but I need you to focus. He was never trained. He literally answered a phone call, and he's only being taught by all the things he's doing wrong. It's a long road. It's a bumpy road. No mistakes now. Think before you speak. Very long pause. (laughs) So the problem solvers are back, Jenna and Tracy, and they need to talk to Jack. And guess what? It's about Kenneth and their hackneyed idea that he is a serial killer. But it's getting some more credence by the second because Kenneth goes into super eerie, distant Dahmer face and is like, I don't know if I can allow that. Made some mistakes lately. Terrible mistakes. So I need to know what this is about. I can't have you getting me in trouble. It's not about you. Yes, it's about someone else. I'm afraid this guy I know in Canada might be a serial killer. And what's his name? Uh, Kenneth. I mean, I'll tell you his name. It's Kenneth. (laughs) Honestly, you are doing exactly what we described earlier. You are pulling that veil. Jenna, Tracy, Jenna, Tracy, Jenna, Tracy. God damn. I do what I can. Oh my God. Just want to lick your face. And then (laughs) Kenneth says, I will be sure to let him know as soon as he's done firing Stephen Lee from microwaves. Poor Mr. Lee is sitting on the couch. Oh, Mr. (laughs) Lee, I forgot. He's He's ready ready for for you now. now. (laughs) Brutal. Jenna's got chills, and it's probably from sort of like off-the-market diet pill, but she's convinced he's evil. And if they had any doubts about this before, and I don't think they did, they're gone now. So they're going to be heroes by going to his apartment. Like Julian Denzel. In the Pelican Brief. In the Pelican Brief. So Liz enters the wardrobe department. Lee, I need that dress Jenna wore for the hooker sketch, the heels Tracy wears when he plays Michelle Obama, and double, wait, triple spanks. I need a makeup artist, not you, sluttier one. Amazing. And then, oh, fuck, I fucked it up. This is when she's walking through with applause and everyone's just like, the slow clap. Ah, They may take my dignity, but they will never take our straws. She looks like a made-up clown princess. She looks like <laughs> Shirley Temple on crab cocaine. It is terrible. It's the wig and like the way the, the clip, clip is. What is the it's clip? very round the good ship lollipop. That's the Shirley Temple reference. They make so many efforts to disguise the fact that she's objectively hot. I know you disagree with this, Julie, but she is attractive. I don't know that we've ever discussed whether or not we have, and you've Tina Fey is attractive. She like is attractive. Tracy did to Kenneth. We turned into, is Hillary Swank hot in the office? And I was Mindy Kaling, and I was like, if she's not hot, then I'm not hot. And I'm hot. I don't think Hillary Swank is hot, or Mindy Kaling. Get to the back. I'm finished with you. <laughs> Richard Esposito, to the back. So Jenna and Tracy are in his sad fucking apartment. It looks now, all right. Have you ever rolled up a towel under a door like that? Yeah, in the wintertime. It's a very old house that we live in, and so it... <laughs> Preserves the heat. That's what we did when we were smoking pot in college and boarding school. We have different lives. I'm a stand-up citizen and you're a <laughs> renegade. You've had to cough during this podcast 15 times because you're <laughs> drooling right now. So um, With a legal substance. So. I'm just pot saying. is legal. So they both agree that his towel is creepy. Jenna, I just want you to know that if we find any human remains in there, I'm going to throw up all over your face. I think you'd re- react well in a crisis, Julie. Even one of that magnitude. You watch so much SVU. <laughs> you I do okay. great in a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> she runs She's humble, too. <laughs> I do. 
So I'll tell that story. So we were <laughs> outside of dance of dance class, and in the middle of the street, Kenwood Road, there's like a noise, and then breaks, and then noise and breaks. So something is in the street, and it's giving every car that passes over it a flat tire. And I've seen seven, and I'm freaking out. So my friend, our friend Aaron, is there, and she runs back towards the building, and I run into the middle of the street, <laughs> and it's a broken manhole cover. And it's on its side and everyone is rolling over it and getting flat tire after flat tire. So I literally am like, no, stop traffic. And I grab the manhole cover and I wrestle it to the side and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And Aaron's like with the door open on the phone, like calling 911 or something. I'm like, I got it. (laughs) So yeah, then people fell into the man, the, the hole to the manhole. Can I just have my story where I did a good thing? I don't know. I guess Can't not. I just have my one fucking story where I did one fucking good thing. Oh my god, you have so many stories. Isn't that the point? Isn't that why we have a podcast? Because we talk constantly and lots of stories. I'm done now. I was not admonishing you. I was not. Sorry. So they open the door to Kenneth's bedroom, and there is. A bug bomb going off. And then immediately the bird dies. <laughs> and I wrote the bird thuds. <laughs> and to the reaction, uh, upon seeing the bug bomb, Tracy's like, oh no, Kenneth's a murderer and the Riddler's coming. So they run out. Ah. <laughs> ag, ag, ag. So Liz and the dude are having the end of their date. Thanks for dinner. You sure know a lot about sushi. Devastating. We well, got to be careful. careful. They try to upsell you with the real crab. <laughs> I wrote, Liz looks like a clown. Um, <laughs> listen, I got to get going. I got a lot of work to do tomorrow. So Liz cuts to the chase. She's like, all right, we're both adults here. We know the deal. We go upstairs, 20 minutes, open mouth. I will work your ears. Ew. I don't know, Liz. What you're asking me to do is a big deal. If I go through with this, I need to know it's worth it. Fine. 30 minutes, I'll make some sounds. And you can say one (laughs) weird thing to me. He says nothing. All right, hardball, 30 minutes. Sounds. Top front of my body is now in play. Deal? She takes Brad into her apartment. How could she not? This is really funny. So she sees Jack in the morning, and he's like, I heard a rumor that you went out with one of the consultants last night. Well, I had no choice. I had to give him a little taste of uh, the lemon. And it was not sour, my friend. Not sour. It's interesting you put it that way because your writer's room is now the headquarters for Telemundo's coverage of World Cup soccer qualifying. Ecuador TNA K gun talk. I can't do this. I don't know why I thought I could. <laughs> <laughs> what the what? Brad and I had a deal and I gave him top front. Top front. Good Jack- Lord, Lemon. That is your worst quadrant. Devastating. <laughs> What do you think? What's your best quadrant? I think mine is bottom left. I've got a Mark Paul Gosselier thing. You know how one of his butt cheeks is larger than the other one? That's true for me as well. I think it's because one of my legs is shorter than the other. So I just walk in circles. I think the quadrants are top front, top back, bottom front, bottom back. I don't think there's a left or a right. Okay. So an an octrant. (laughs) My best quadrant is in between these ears, okay? It's right here in my brain. <laughs> mm. I'm into it. 
and I don't need anyone touching it. Did you see that picture today that was going around about what you look like with eyeballs and like all the nerves? No, endings? stop it. I'm, Julie, immediately. No. You must stop. See. Is this like bodies part two? Yes. It's <laughs> fucking haunting me. <laughs> Uh, creepers. <laughs> Jenna and Tracy are going to uh, confess to Kenneth what they've done. Kenneth, you know how you told Tracy not to go into your bedroom? That was my Jenna doing to Kenneth, doing Tracy. Well, naturally, <laughs> we assume that you are a serial killer. And so you can imagine your bird is dead. <laughs> but on the bright side, you've been downgraded from suspect to person of interest. Someday we're going to look back on this and laugh. They start laughing. Time does heal all wounds. They are Kenneth terrible is about people. to snap. Yeah, not great. Not the worst. Not great. Now you just wait one minute. I'm sorry to be using my barn voice in front of a lady, but I'm riled up. <laughs> it's not enough that you killed the bird I've had for almost 60 <laughs> years. <laughs> but the fact that you didn't trust me is unforgivable. But what should I expect? Look at you two walking around without a care in the world as budgets are slashed and people are getting called in Mr. Donaghy's office to be fired. Two more gentlemen in the waiting room area are shocked. <laughs> I may just be a non-special, but what you two did is inexcusable. Oh my God. He's literally said non-special on his card. His <laughs> ID card. On a string. <laughs> Good day. Ah, so Liz comes back. The staff is furious with her. They all have a lot of shit that's going on in their lives that is now worse because they may not have a job, such as I have to return my kids' braces. <laughs> You ruined it with your talking, didn't you? Avi, yeah. So she goes up to uh, the Nazi and says, like, hey, why are you still messing with my show? What about last night? Liz, last night was what it is, but business is business. Right, and last night I gave you the business. We had an agreement. Top front and some light ear work. You got your quid, Alster. Where's my quo? Oh, my God. Last night was about the show? Please, you know it was. You were all, oh, it's got to be worth it, and what you asked me to do is a big deal. It was a big deal, being with a woman for the first time since my wife died. Ah, uh, snap. <laughs> it was just a transaction? What kind of person are you? Does it help if I told you that I thought we were doing sexual espionage? <laughs> oh, God, Sharon, Angel. I swore to you the next one would be worthy, but she's not. She's a monster. <laughs> Marissa, add Dr. Walters to my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mr. Holster, appropriately, has filed a complaint against Liz with human resources. Um, specifically, in his claim, he suggests you try to barter sex in exchange for professional consideration. In the HR world, we refer to that as being a filthy prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Wienerslave. Now, since this is your first incident and Mr. Uh, Donaghy has explained the mitigating circumstances, he convinced him that this sexual outburst was brought on by menopause. <laughs> They're recommending a two-week suspension without pay. That's fair. No. Liz agrees. And I realize now that you were being Liz, so well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I'm obviously, since Buster Holster cannot function in this hostile work environment, his company's reassigned him, and your budget review process will start over under my Jack's supervision. Ah. I hope you've learned your lesson, Lemon. When you harass sexually in the workplace, things do not somehow just work out in the end. And yet, here we are. Kenneth comes in to Jack's office and says, I thought you'd like to know there's a spider on the printer. <laughs> 
And he's worried that he's interrupting, but unfazed, evidently. Is this another firing meeting? It is now, Kenneth, because... Yeah. You out, buddy. Shame. So Tracy comes to confess for real. Kenneth, we feel bad that we, but mostly Jenna, gassed your bird. I agree. Not to name names, but it's so sad that a certain black individual found it necessary to trick someone so pretty into believing you were a murderer. Oh my god! (laughs) Problematic. Problematic. (laughs) I'm sorry, but is there a point to all of this? I've had a bad couple of days. Well, so they feel terrible what happened, and they bought him another bird. And Kenneth looks really excited. He's going to name it. There's many birds. Many birds. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's several white birds. Oh, that's sweet. That's why they get so many names. Oh, that's right. Okay, so he's got some naming to do, and the names include Pat, Balthazar, Donna, Lorne, Michael, as <gasps> Lorne Michaels is uh, on the screen. Nice. Well done. And scene. What'd you think overall? Once again, not as bad as I was fearing. Yeah. I think we fear a lot of things. <laughs> well, I, all I remembered was the guy, and I do remember her saying top front, and I thought that was funny, but I don't remember anything else. Jack McBrayer is the star of this episode, in my opinion. He's so funny. No, the best line, 100% hands down, is the, what? Why now? now. <laughs> <laughs> so Absolutely hard. hilarious. Well, let's see how hilarious it truly was. To the chat we go. Now, remember, if you're new, we rank these episodes out of 100 gemstones. Why? Because I said so. This is a toughie. It is tough. Let me know when you're ready. Ready. All right. I think I'm ready. Send! (gasps) Wow. So close. Emma, just a little more hateful with an 87. (laughs) Nick agrees that it's worth watching again and gives it a 90. And then I hit the nail right on the head with the original Georgia score of a 90. You're also then, new. Julie's score is always right, even when we have the same score. So far, I mean, who knows what's going to happen <laughs> next week? Uh, next week is Jackie Jorp Jorp. I love that one. I love the name. I love the title. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, you. Use I the just name feel like a it's a yeah, Jenny, I do. a Jenna heavy episode. <laughs> I cannot wait. But I do. It is the one where she is on leave, so it's also Liz's Fight Club episode. It is. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's so much fun. Yeah, with how annoying she is when she has time. Ah, me. <laughs> well, the show is really funny. I'm super grateful to get to watch something funny every week and then talk about it with you two silly people. I hope that everybody that's listening got a couple good laughs in, especially at my amazing Jenna and Brandon. <laughs> really working on it off hours um if you'd like to know more you can come listen to us at takespot.com so we hope you have a great week we'll see you next week for jackie jorm 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 thanks so much Janie jimplin (laughs) goodbye bye blurg is a project of team takes aka nick cotter julie sunderland and emma cotter with the invaluable sound editing help from phil cotter and Frank! (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! (laughs) We love you, Frank.